All right, guys, this is episode five on the Nick Amp podcast. I'm here with Matt Couch, the Michigan Vagabond on Instagram. He's also on TikTok. This guy is one of the most awesome photographers I know. He posts some of the most low-key spots in Michigan. Most people don't know about Michigan. That is awesome. If you're in the area, highly recommend visiting. Matt Couch also does about the Scotland, so we're going to be talking about that today. So, Matt, it's good to have you on, man. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on, Nick. I appreciate you. So, generally when I have people on, I just ask them some basic questions to get the conversation going. So, who was Matt Couch? How did you get here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where here is. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm uh, necessarily anywhere. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, from I guess from the start of it, if I had to, and I'll say anything, I just my wife and I love the outdoors. We used to hike a lot. I mean, we still do, but I think that's what brought me to photography, you know, at its core, basically, because, uh, you know, we started visiting all these amazing places and I was like, well, I kind of want some memories, you know, like, I mean, other than, you know, like your iPhone photos or anything like that, like I, I wanted, you know, something that I could hang on the wall. So, uh, I picked up a camera and I guess now we're here. <laughs> so are you born and raised in Michigan or are you from somewhere else? Nope. Born and raised in Michigan. Um, actually, uh, I was born in some place that most people know about. I was born in Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Uh, okay. Yeah. So most people know about it because of, uh, because of the water, but yeah, that's where I was born. And I was, uh, I was born in a hospital that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so yeah. So you started for, I'm old. You started photography in Michigan, did you only just pick up a camera when you met your wife or were you taking photos before that? Um, I, I mean, I picked up, I picked up a camera, I think well into, well into our relationship because I mean, we had been a couple different places and, you know, and seen, you know, a lot of stuff all over Michigan. Uh, and it was just, it kind of just, it snapped in my head, you know, um, we were sitting on a beach on the West coast and the West coast of Michigan, might I add. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the sun was going down and people started to clap. Now my wife hadn't been used to this before. And she was like, what are they clapping for? I was like, they're clapping for the sunset. Like these are sun towns. These are summer towns, you know? Uh, so people come alive basically, uh, in the, uh, in the summer in the summer months and it's just you know it's it's fantastic so i think it was like that moment that i just kind of i was like man i really want to start remembering all these trips you know even if it doesn't you know go anywhere further than you know my documentation of our trips and our life together i'm okay with that that's awesome matt so you're probably more of a late bloomer than I feel like a lot of people who start photography, some people started when they were a kid. Some people started yeah. right when they started college. For you, yeah. you started that more into your adult life. And that must be interesting taking on a new hobby at that point because you're already doing other things and 
I'm sure you've already experienced the outdoors in Michigan before you were doing photography. So adding that camera to your arsenal of being out there enjoying Michigan was just probably another fun element for you, right? Yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely gave, uh, I would say gave me a new purpose as far as like, uh, you know, going out there and, uh, like at first it started with, you know, showing my wife things that I grew up doing and, um, just basically, you know, sharing things with each other. Um, and then, uh, that definitely had spurred something in me, but like, I'm, I'm not a stranger to taking on like new things that I, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I love, I love taking on new hobbies because I feel, uh, you know, if you fill your time, life kind of seems fulfilled, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So Michigan has some of the best outdoors. Nobody knows about it. And you said that you showed your wife some of the things that you were growing up. So does that mean that you grew up going to the outdoors? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Patwater, Michigan when I was a kid, uh, which is on the West Coast. Um, some it's if you're let me use my hand, I don't know if it's this way or not. So it's basically right around here. So there's like Ludington, uh, Muir State Park, uh, Patwater, Michigan. That's all in there. And there's a whole bunch of campgrounds there. Muir State Park is uh, one of my favorite campgrounds, actually. It's tiny, but it's it's beautiful. I think that's really neat. I didn't grow up going to the outdoors. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't exposed to going to the mountains till about nineteen, twenty years old. And at the, I was introduced to photography first, okay? So I always brought my camera with me, always knowing that I wanted the document being out there. So I think that you kinda had a leg up on a lot of people who are in photography and outdoors because you were able to experience the outdoors first it, before the yeah, camera. Definitely. But I'm telling you, man, they, the first time I went to the mountains, I didn't have my camera. And I, I like to say something like amongst like our group of photographers within Michigan, I, I literally tell people if Michigan had like a, a high mountain range. We have, we have the Porkies, um, but like a high mountain range, like you'd see in Montana, we'd have, we'd have everything. There'd be no reason to leave the state. I agree. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Lake Tahoe. I have not. So Lake Tahoe. I've not been to any Northern Cali, actually. <laughs> you gotta go. Lake Tahoe. I know. Has, it's in the Sierra Nevada, right? So it's surrounded by big mountains. So I just uh, imagine lake michigan being in the same kind of environment if it had those type of mountains that lake tahoe has it would be the same type oh, of be, tourist crowds it would be it would be absolutely wild don't i mean don't get me wrong uh i think the lakes have their share of tourists they definitely right. do right there's no ancestor butts about that i mean most people don't realize like when you say lake you know, I feel like I really feel like most people don't realize like it's not a lake, like it's just what we call them. Uh, if anything, they're small seas. You can see them from outer space. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. Like, and it's 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 baffling to me that like 
because like you know i've seen stuff i've seen stuff from the west coast and and stuff from like you know like far east coast and stuff and it's it's weird that nobody talks about michigan and nobody talks about you know certain states in the midwest but man like i mean we we are i would say we're the lower half of michigan is only landlocked by ohio illinois um indiana uh but i mean if you look to the left or look to the right you got water yeah hours either way i was looking at the like major water too i was looking at the map and i was like okay where's michigan exactly at i didn't realize you were literally encapsulated enclosed by both lakes on both sides yeah yep and then they meet they meet up at the top and then obviously we cross the bridge uh into the up and then the up has uh superior above it and that is a whole different beast right there so i have a question your the lakes are in technically both the united states and canada so technically if you're on a boat you can cross over to canada in the lakes right or is there border patrol yeah you could yeah you could technically yeah you could definitely do that um i mean if you if you look at it close enough if you wanted to because canada uh comes between superior huron um erie and ontario so i i don't know how we kept ontario because that lake is so far away from michigan but it's i guess it's ours so that we claim it um but if you go down through huron through uh st Clair and up through the other great lakes you can technically make it all the way out to the ocean if you wanted to that's, so that that's pretty cool being, people don't think about it being on the but my question is so like since you can just have the access to canada is there people like monitoring like people going over both sides well i've never i've never been that far out on huron or superior so i don't know if they monitor it heavily i mean i would assume so i would assume they have you know their own coast guard yeah uh but i know you know the ports are heavily monitored obviously uh port huron and sorry uh sarnia are heavily monitored um but i would i mean i would imagine the waters are i know uh on our side they are so that's interesting because i mean like you said nobody talks about it so as i was just doing research today on the lakes i was like those are the things that come to mind it really is surprising to me that most people uh don't know and that's like i mean obviously that's not just that's not just local to the united states either that's overseas as well too like most people just don't know so your lakes legit have waves and when you watch the sunset at least what i've seen from your stories it seems like you're literally at the beach of a california beach because the lake's that big it's fantastic uh it it's kind of like that double it's that double-edged sword though you know i mean uh they're absolutely beautiful but because we're not used to that west like i feel like i feel like people like on the west coast of the states are very used to like you know like riptides and and different forms of currents that are kind of dangerous yeah i mean it can get it can get pretty dangerous and i mean if you've seen anything like google uh like grand haven's lighthouse uh it's Man, when a storm kicks up, you can have twelve foot swells. 
What? Yeah. On a lake. I mean, because people people don't think about it. It's not not it's not technically a lake. It's it's a sea. You know. I mean. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Do people surf on it? Uh yeah, yeah. People do surf on it. Uh, I would have more pictures of that. Uh, if I have if I had a longer lens, uh, which is on its way. Uh, might I add? Uh, so uh, yeah. So look forward to that in the future. Uh, but a lot of people, a lot of people, believe it or not. Surf in the winter. Because the storms make bigger waves? Yep. And it's just a thing. Like, you'll get guys with beards out there that are just covered in ice. And they'll be in wetsuits, and it's fantastic to watch. And they they jam out. Dude, and you live in the north, so surfing in the north in the winter. Yeah. That it's is, pretty, it, it can get pretty cold. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. It can get pretty cold. <laughs> So what about you? Are you going to end up surfing out there one of these days? No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's definitely way out of my skill set. <laughs> hey, oh. uh, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a blue floating down the river kind of skill set, like on my back, jungle booking it. So yeah, no, that's, that <laughs> surfing is definitely not for me. Well, anyways, if you ever like, if you would ever like to surf, I would like to be able to be one of the ones who watched this happen. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. So you just, you want to, you want to encapsulate my uh, horrible fails over and over and over. I got you. No, I got no, no, you. No, no. I, I want to photograph it. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. But no. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to photograph my fails. That's what you want. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> man it's a lot of pictures like, Oh no. So tell me about, it's just not, I think it's called, is it called Huron National Forest? Is that the one where the fall foliage is at over in Michigan? Oh, uh, Huron, Manistee, uh, uh not, um, geez, oh, Pete's, I'm blanking now. Uh, gosh, I'm pulling it up now because I'm blanking. Um, cause we have three major national forests. It looked huge. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Mm. I frequent Huron Manistee a lot. Um, uh, the, re- the reason I'm asking is because I know Michigan is a lesser known area for fall foliage. Which is surprising. Uh yeah, here on Manistee National Forest, uh, and then Hiawatha. Excuse me. So there's here on Manistee. Here on Manistee is split between uh, both east and west. So you have it on the east side of the state, and then you have it on the west side of the state. And then up in the UP is Hiawatha National Forest. Um, and then you obviously have you know picture rocks uh, and all that up in the UP. And then you have um, a national park, uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes, uh, on the northwest side of the lower peninsula uh yeah but i don't understand why like i mean don't get me wrong like i've been to maine in the fall and it's absolutely beautiful but it's it just reminds me of home colors wise so colors wise you guys get the same colors of the east coast all day all day that's the difference between over here on the eastern side of the sierra nevada mountains that's where uh-huh. you get the most fall foliage, and we get aspen trees, which turn yellow. Occasionally, they do turn or- an orangish color, but uh-huh. not very often. So 
I've never truly yeah. experienced the true fall foliage, which I'm hoping to experience one of these years. Maybe go out to Michigan. Maybe go out to it's New It's only Hampshire. plane ticket away, man. You're right. And I know Colorado also was an Aspen town. So you truly yeah. don't get a fall until you're in the East Coast. But I don't know if you heard about Utah's fall. I haven't. Dude, they get reds. Is it good? They get reds. I don't. I didn't know that. Oh, really? So do you, Salt Lake City, okay? They have a lot of mountains over there, and apparently they have some trees that turn red over there. And really? it's one of the most low-key spots I've ever known to have good fall foliage in I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into that. Salt Lake City is in like a big and upcoming city, and a lot of photographers are there right now, and they've been showing off those beautiful locations. So, if you're looking for a fall foliage place to go to with huge mountains with red red trees, Utah. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be there a little too early this year because I'm actually going to Salt. I'm actually going to Salt Lake City uh, in May. Dude, Salt Lake is beautiful. Yeah, I've never, I've never been. We, I, I flown in and then flown to Southern Cali. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've never, I've never stayed. So, uh, I think it was time to stay and kind of, you know, figure out my path in Northern Utah because I've been in Southern Utah, um, with all the red rocks and everything. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't really traversed Northern. So, well, you, I think it's time to see that. You will enjoy that a lot, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So we will, however, we will, however, be uh, maybe I, I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll be on point. But we are headed to Maine um, September 28th through uh, like the uh, the beginning of October. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for some uh, color out there, too. You might be. So, some. Yeah. So. Tell me about this, Matt. You're, are you more into video or photo? I know you shooted a lot of video for TikTok and for YouTube. Is that your main thing or would you say photography is? Honestly, I if I had to say anything, I, I'd say like I'm pretty much right in the middle. Um, I think it's easier to tell a story with you know, video, but like, man, like if you look at a photo and it makes you like feel something like, I mean, granted it's, it's, it's easy to pull emotions out of people with music behind a video. It's easy. Cause you know, I, I feel like if you were to watch like, let's say like interstellar without that score behind oh, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. hit as hard. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't hit as hard, but you know, if you don't do that with a photo and that photo is still able to like pull emotions out of somebody, then I mean, man, that's, that's a killer photo. You know, like I've seen a few, uh, from like just people that I follow on Instagram, like, you know, Michigan photographers who take, you know, just amazing photos. And I'm just like, I'm like, man, dude, like <laughs> so you just stop for a second and I'm just like, it's it's amazing. And, and to think, you know, like, especially like I live in the state, you know, so especially to me, like being kind of you know, taken back over something that I've seen probably, you know, a thousand times. Right. But, you know, that is what it is. I mean, I, so I, I think I, I think I sit like firmly in the middle, but I believe 
I believe it's easier for video, but I think it, I think it's more, it's, it's more, uh, it means more to me if I can affect somebody with a photo. So for me, I feel there. like I have to tell, tell a story through multiple photos, like a little storybook. Like if you yeah. see people who post on Instagram, they post like a set of three to five photos and like yeah. through that whole f- three to five photos, it's a whole story. But if you can do it through one, man, you're, you're on a different level. Yeah, and I and I try to stretch it out like that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't usually post more than one photo, um, unless it's like a a split, uh, landscape rather than portrait, right? Um, and that's so you can get you know you can get the whole feel of it, um, but other than that, I I usually just try to post one photo, and just let it go from there. I mean, Instagram these days kind of really knocks down photos, but I'm not concerned with that. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that stuff. I uh, that's not. And that's definitely not what I'm in it for. No. If that makes sense. So good. You shouldn't be. Those numbers don't determine your, your value. Exactly. Man. Exactly. But a lot of people do. A lot of people let it determine their wealth or value or, you know, however uh, you want to put it. But I, I look at it as more as like, Hey, I'm sharing my experience with you. You know? Exactly. So you, now you recently just went to Scotland and I know you've talked yeah. to me about it before, but you didn't really tell me like, what happened? What where you went? How it was? I want oh. I want I want to know. Wait, is Scotland in the UK, right? Scotland is yeah. So they UK. they speak English. Yeah, I've never been out of the country. So is it crazy going to somewhere it's completely not. different? It's not. No? I mean, no, no, it is not. Honestly, tell you the truth, like uh, and this is how like I explained it because <laughs> the first thing that comes to anybody's mind is driving on the left side of the road. Oh no, we're going to drive on the left side of the road. <laughs> and, and I like I said that like I said to my wife, I said I said, "Well, how do you drive in the states?" And she was like, "Well, what do you mean?" I was like, "Well, your steering wheel is on what side of the car?" She was like, "On the left side of the car." So you're driving on the right side of the road, right? I said, "How do you make sure that you don't go in the, into the other lane?" She was like, well, I don't, I just don't go into the other lane. I was like the middle line, just the middle line. So just think of it the opposite way. You're on the right side of the car and then you just line up on that line and you're just fine. You're it's just, it's normal. It does get a little bit tricky with, uh, like turning, uh, that, that might, yeah. that kind of threw me for a loop uh, a couple of times. And my wife did drive instead of right turns, uh, left turns. Yeah. My wife did drive in, um, in edinburgh um oh nice and uh and she did absolutely fantastic i will say that uh and then i drove for most of like the country stuff most of that like you know most of the small roads uh so the one track roads um which are you know they're pretty simple because we you know, we got them in michigan too so it's basically you know whoever gets the right away and this it's it's basically kind of kindness based on kindness so like hey I saw you coming, so I'm going to turn off. You can go around, and then I continue on my journey. And then, likewise, you know, if someone sees me coming, they do the same thing. Right. So it's pretty simple. But, uh, yeah, I, I I, honestly, if I had the time, I would go back right now. Really? Yes, I would go back right now. Uh, it is – it's so beautiful and uh, – and the people, 
the people are really the people are really 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 kind that's uh, cool i asked i asked a waitress uh why we're there because i'm i'm a fan of honesty uh and i i wanted to know i was like how do we sound to you <laughs> and she she kind of like dodged the question i was like you can tell me the truth i was like i just want to know and she said uh we sound nasally and i mean most midwesterners oh, do you sound do. nasally yeah, yeah, yeah. yes so like i just i just laughed but uh we flew into uh edinburgh and we stayed i want to say two nights three nights in edinburgh um and then from there uh we went up to uh Inverness and Inverness is like that's that's the equivalent of Michigan's Traverse City so like it's just a it's a northern town and it's not even that northern but you know it's just north of Edinburgh so it's a northern town and it's just it's beautiful it's kind of it's kind of small for what it is but it's it's quaint so like I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time there. Uh, and that's, uh, we're right around the area where like Lot Ness is. So you do get a lot of, um, a lot of tourists and, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, but we were, I don't know if we were slightly out of season, uh, because we went, I want to say it was, I want to say it was mid September. I can't remember the dates. They're kind of fuzzy in my head, but, um, uh, there wasn't that much tourism going on. Uh, so we got to enjoy a lot of stuff, which was cool. Uh, and then from there, uh, we drove a lot, we drove around a little bit. Uh, we went to St. Andrews, uh, cathedral, uh, and castle. And it was absolutely beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. And, there's and, castles over there. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of that, which, you know, <laughs> if I'm telling the honest truth, it kind of gives me a reason to go back. And, oh, we didn't have a lot of charm over there. We might want to go back. Uh, so from there, we went up to Isle of Skye and we stayed in uh, Uwig. And I I'm, I'm hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, but it was a tiny little town. And like, if you looked from where we were staying in a B and B, uh, it, if you looked out, it was a tiny little drive, and it was kind of S curved up, and then you were out, and then you were basically on the coast. And uh, if you've seen some of my uh, pictures as of lately, that's most of most of that is where uh, that is from, the Isle of Skye, which is. Uh, the only thing I can suggest is if you're driving up that way. Don't be the driver because you really, it's hard not to be distracted by the environment that you're in because it's absolutely beautiful everywhere you look, no matter where or what you're looking at. It's just, you know, it's just baffling. And I've, I've been to, you know, like I've been to some beautiful places, but man, Scotland uh, is definitely rating pretty high on my list right now. So why does... That sounds amazing, dude. I'm glad you had a great trip. Why does Isle of Skye sound familiar? Is that like a pop? Is that like the scenic area? Isle of Skye is super popular. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's, it's, I, I would probably say it's one of the most popular destinations in Scotland. Um, it's, and it's the one that most people know. So, 
you know, that's why we went there the first time. I will, however, when we go back, um, I will be taking more time on the eastern side, eastern side uh, of Scotland, uh, because it is, it's just as beautiful and it has beautiful small little uh, like fishing towns, uh, and they almost kind of remind me of the coast of Maine as well too, like beautiful small little fishing mm-hmm. towns, and it's just everybody knows one another. Uh, we got to sit down and um, oh, I can't remember the city that we were in. Um, and someone pointed out I had my Death Valley shirt sure not. <laughs> and uh, someone pointed out they said they're like California, and I was like, yeah, I'm not from there. I was like, I'm from I'm from here because <laughs> like every Michigander does that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we had a good talk and we talked for about I'm saying an hour and a half before wow. we parted ways. With them, so you know it was cool. It was it was cool to pick up you know local history and and just you know actually have a conversation and kind of I think squash the stereotype that most countries have of Americans. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Like a lot of things that you said. The one thing that they know is you guys sound nasally. I had a teacher in high school who was from Chicago and she always made jokes about how she talked. Like I talk like this, like she has that nasally sound in. It's like, it's, 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 yeah. I think it's because most of us are just plumbed. Like most of us just have sinus issues. So here in California, I probably, I talk way different. Like I know East to West coast, West coast is all improper. East coast talks more like proper language. No, I yeah, I don't. Th- I I don't even. I I can't even differentiate between like that. Like to me, because, to me, you sound normal. I, I I don't I don't notice anything about. Exactly, <laughs> you know. Like, I just I guess I I guess I'm a good middle ground for, <laughs> for most. Like I just I really don't. I I can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you get far east coast, I can I can hear the accent, but like as far as like Cali goes, um. I don't, I don't really hear, I, I, you sound like me as far as I'm concerned. Well, part of it is a lot of people moved to California from all those states. Yeah. So it's kind of all yeah. mixed, right? Yeah. It's good mixture. So I'm looking at one of your photos and I pulled up your Instagram because I remembered what photo that you posted. This photo of the red barn, or I don't know if it's a red barn. It's, it's red with a pier with snow and water. That is an Let epic photo, dude. The conditions of the stormy conditions in the back, man. Well, that's uh, Michigan. How that's, that's far a, down are you? Oh, that's a Michigan post. <laughs> that's not even Scotland. But is there a Michigan? There's a Michigan post. Wait, what's, what's going on here? Where are you at? Um, December 29th, twenty twenty two. Oh, oh, that's Grand Haven, dude. That's that's like yeah, that's Grand Haven's lighthouse. I thought of a movie. Yeah, it's it gets wild. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, I've flown my drone out there yeah um well because because of the waves and, you know in the winter time it hits the back of the building yeah and it, it the whole that whole building can be encapsulated in ice it's absolutely gorgeous uh but yeah it's super cold actually uh i have a photo i think it's from the very same day actually and i'll share it with you on i'll share yeah. it with you on tiktok uh of me walking out to the lighthouse and you don't think like you would think you know michigan winters and how cold it was 
uh, that people wouldn't be at the beach, but it's actually quite the opposite. People are at the beach. Dude, it's that... it's weird, man. We're a weird breed up here in Michigan. That's okay. I like the cold. Yeah. I like the cold too. I know our I love cold it. is a little bit more moderate compared to the northern cold. Like we, yeah. on average, get to like thirteen degrees on the low. You guys probably get lower than thirteen. Uh, if you scroll down right past Death Valley, yeah, if you see a little lighthouse. Yeah, that was negative. Eight or negative sixteen out at that moment when we were oh, out visiting the uh, Harbor Beach Lighthouse. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's something else, dude. Like, and my beard, my beard was frozen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, I had, I had icicles all in my beard. Uh, but I love it. I, I would pick the cold over uh, the heat any, any day of the year. Dude, you got some bucket list shots on your profile. I appreciate I'll, that. Putting, I'll, I I'll, really do appreciate these, these that. Are all, these are all getting put up on on this video, so they'll be shown there. So, moving on to this, what, would you say you've been to Cayuga National Park and or Indiana Dunes? Because you're kind of close to both of them. I have been to Indiana Dunes, uh, not to take pictures. Um, I have not been down to Ohio yet. Um. I do, it's on my list, I would say, uh, and that with Hocking Hills too, Hocking Hills is just, is, wow, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous park, uh, but like, I mean, it's, it's hard because like, I, I love, I love stuff like that, but I'm such a water guy, like I'm such, I'm such a, like a, a seagoing person that like, I love the coasts of Michigan. So like I'm I'm extremely I think biased and it's I think uh for any photographer or videographer for that matter, um hey who you know does things in like landlocked states, like I think they're way better than I am. Cause it's I mean, don't get me wrong, I appreciate all the praise, but it is definitely way easier to take a picture of a beautiful sunset over a big body of water you know, and make it look gorgeous when like, you know, if you were doing stuff from landlocked, you really got to keep an eye on like light and stuff like that. And if you could play with light in those situations, I've seen some beautiful photos that just blow me away. And I'm just like, man, I could never do something like that. I've tried and I just, I don't know. I, I can't. That uh, That's a good point. You know, I live in California where I have the option to go to the beach and to the mountains. I don't ever go to the uh -huh. beach. I used to go a lot, but I just like the mountains more. Yeah. And even being there, like shooting sunset can be a lot harder unless, oh, yeah. you, unless you know which exact mountains are going to light up. Or if you're on a peak, being on a peak just trumps everything because you're going to see the sunset sunrise no matter where you're at. I always Definitely. say sunrise is better in the mountains than sunset for the most part because when the sun rises over the mountains, you can kind of look around. Okay, see, this peak's glowing up, this peak's glowing up. At sunset, it's a little more unpredictable because the sun goes down and it gets dark after that. So Yeah, you definitely yeah, you definitely have to be paying attention. I would agree. Right. Obviously, when you go to a place like you see We spent uh the last sunset, the last sunset I did in the mountains was at um uh Bandwater. Yep. In Death Valley. It got dark fast. Yep. And that was 
yeah oh, oh. like real dark and like yeah. like dark i wasn't used to like it, it yeah. is beyond it's beyond dark and it's because it's wild it's because you're so close to that mountain so that sun goes behind the mountain and honestly the sun doesn't even set yeah. you just can't see it yeah exactly so yeah. being out there is a lot harder that's why i say sunrise in landlocked states is a lot better because yeah. you have more availability to take those photos and even if the sun rises you have like that little 30 minute window after the sun rises for good light before everything starts getting Definitely. super harsh yeah, instead of running around, you know, trying to find that great light at the at the in the failing light, yeah, yeah, it's tough. But I've seen some people who photograph at the beach in California. They're like fine, hyper, fine art photographers. I don't even know how they do their photos. It looks like a straight painting the way they take them. I where was we were at? Um, we were in SoCal. Ah. Uh, and I took a full, I took a phone photo and it's honestly, it's, it's gotta be the ocean. That's the only thing I can think of. It's gotta be the sea spray rolling off the ocean that gives it this beautiful, magnificent, like faded look. Yeah. And it's just like, I took it with my, I took it with my phone and it was like instantly good. And I was like, yeah, that's unfair. Yeah. That's on because we definitely don't have that. Even though we have big water, mm -hmm. we don't have that, you know, that faded look. And man, it's just gorgeous. We were out there for a wedding, actually. So that's that does make a lot more sense. So I know yeah, Matt, it, I'm telling you, it's yeah. I know. Sorry. I know, Matt, you had a YouTube. Are you planning on revamping that this year, 2023? I, I am. But it's, I think it's, it's a little bit difficult for, I think, long form content that isn't necessarily this. I think podcasts are doing really well uh, right now, uh, video podcasts in general too. But I don't know, like a long form content, like, I, I guess maybe it's just me kind of like psyching myself out, like looking at all of the people that like I look up to and seeing how far, you know, they are away from me. Like I, I really didn't do anything with it when I started and I'm not really sure where I want to go with it, but it's definitely in the back of my head. Like it's definitely, you know, a thought that I want to do a little bit more with it. But I mean, as any kind of social media, that has to be a frequent thing. So I'm trying to, I guess, tie in, you know, small videos with, you know, my larger like travel videos that I want to share with people. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I really haven't found my, uh, my niche on YouTube yet. And I, and I really want to, uh, but you know, there's always this year, right? What is your, I'm just curious. What is your idea of long form content? What is that? How long? What What does that start at to you? As far as like YouTube, what long form yeah. should be? No, no, no. How long is long form content to you? Is it longer than thirty seconds? Oh. Is that is that what you're considering long form content? I would consider long form content anything over three. Okay, right. Anything over three minutes, and you're starting to get into long form content. Okay, I agree. Because I mean, if I mean, if you think about it, look at you know, look at TikTok 
seven second videos blow up 1.3 million views and i'm like seven seconds right i mean personally i think that you would thrive in the long-form content space yeah because you have that casualness about you a conversationalist i appreciate it so i think on youtube and i have been told that and so. you, on youtube i think that would be your best route to go but you're yeah. also good like that wow on the short form media so i think that if you just funneled it right on so- social media to funnel all that to your youtube to all your conversational stuff and look you don't have to be out traveling for all your videos like yeah i you you voice in your story can carry a lot of it like i know you were telling me that you were wanting to take photography more serious this year yeah definitely i think that would be a great thing to document and even the boring stuff is interesting to people because people are nosy (laughs) yeah fair yeah fair enough hey i'm i'm completely open to any ideas that you even want to you know give me because i mean let i mean let's face it you know if you're not open to constructive criticism or even someone willing to guide you, right. you know, like, uh, and that's, and that's definitely, that's definitely me. Like, tell me right. like, that's, that's me. So me Matt, yeah, I, I yeah. would love to, Matt, I'm just waiting for you to start going off because I'm, I know once you start being consistent with your stuff, man, you're going to, you're going to get bigger. And that's definitely the key. Uh, and I'm not looking for that, Yeah, but that's definitely that's definitely the key is consistency for everything. But you know, not at the expense of getting burnt out either. Because for sure. I, I think if you start to I think if you start to, you know, I, I guess I don't want to say stay consistent, but like I think if you start to do that after a while, it kinda takes away from that, you know, that part of you that was inspired to begin with to do it. And and I'm worried that sometimes uh, you know, like it, if, if I were to, you know, dive off the deep end in it, uh, if I would lose that spark and I don't know, I don't know that I would, but I think, um, I, like, I love to teach people as well too. It's fulfilling. So that's, that's a big thing for me. And I love to, I would love, I, I think a great niche for me would be connecting people with that, mm-hmm. connecting people with that feeling of, you know, getting back to nature and enjoying it and loving it and, and just, because, and you know, and you know this too, when you get up really early, <laughs> you hike into the mountains and you get up there and then that sun rises over before you even snap that first picture, I guarantee you, you take a deep breath and go, wow, because it's just, it's mm-hmm. that part, you know, mm-hmm. it's that part of us that, that drives us to do that. Like, and then we're not, you know, we're not the only ones. There are, there are hundreds of thousands of people who do it and, yeah. and they know that feeling, but then there are so many other people that don't understand. And I've had friends who, who've said to me, like, why do you do it? You know, why do you do that? Like, why are you waking up at, you know, four 30 in the morning to drive two and a half hours to a lake in the freezing cold? And I'm like, cause it's gorgeous. Why not? Uh- you know, yeah, like, it's normal to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I, if I, and I think it's, I think it's weird opposite. Why I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And no. they always say the same thing because I like sleep. And I'm like, oh, I like sleep too. But oh, a chance to take a deep breath uh, from all of the distractions that the world brings these days. It's, it's, it's nice. So you brought up being afraid of being burnt out in, 
I've been burned out before. And the hell? so you're conscious of that. I wasn't. I think part of that's yeah. just my my journey right now. I'm a younger person, so those are things I wasn't aware of that you can't do everything for a long period of time always. So as yep. after being burned out multiple times, now I'm conscious of that and I'm not working 24-7 like I used to. And therefore, yeah. I'm able to, I've been able to gain back my inspiration consistently. Like the last four months, so I started my business, I started my business I've been able to gain my inspiration back. Kind of need to, right? But yeah, I definitely gained it back because I've allowed myself to just enjoy it. And I've been able yeah. to turn off that work switch sometimes. So I, I try to tell myself that you can't work past 830. And that sounds crazy. I know, but like I'm working all day, but I take breaks in between like throughout the day, but like I set a hard, a hard deadline. All right. You have to stop working at eight o'clock at night. And and that's smart. Right. Cause if it's 100% I, what you need to do, if I didn't do that, I would go to midnight. Yeah. To midnight every day. And where that's, yeah. where that's terrible is because I wake up at 4 a.m. every day to go to the gym as well. Yep. So imagine me going, waking up at 3 a.m. to go to the mountains and then going 4 a.m. to the gym. I wasn't understanding or being conscious, like you were mentioning, the burnout part. Because not only are you trying to in, go hard in this photography stuff, you also have a life. You have, for you, you have a wife. You have a house. Yeah. You're managing more yeah. things, right? And you're like, those are the number one priority. This right now is coming secondary. And so yeah, you've already understood that in and in my part of my journey, I finally have come to that realization after a couple of years. So hearing you say that, I think though, with all the excitement you have, I think that you're it's you're already conscious of it. I don't think you would. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's my personality is such that, you know, like I I can get burnout because like you, I would do that too. Not only <laughs> yeah. are you physically burning yourself out, but you're also mentally burning yourself out. And it's rough, man. Like, and I think people focus on the wrong things when it comes to social media and sharing your photos or sharing your videos or sharing your creative oh, yes. side at all. Yes. They focus on being like, being like, being like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many people like your stuff. It's a creative outlet for you. So whether you know it or not, you're nurturing your soul. But on the other hand, the social media side of it can also like very much hinder that. Like it can, yeah. it can crush people. And it's just like, you know, it's not, it's not your, it's not your worst. And it, it drives me insane because like, I will get frustrated with that point of it. Like, not so much for myself. I, I, like I said, it's not about that for me. It's more about like sharing my journey with people and like answering questions. When somebody asks me a question, like I'm, I've had hundreds of people, you know, message me, ask me what camera I use or what camera would I recommend or this and that. And I mean, realistically, if you're just starting off any channel, any camera it doesn't matter like doesn't matter. the camera definitely doesn't make the photographer that's mm -hmm. for sure so and i think we've talked about this yeah. before too i think what drew me to you like your account is the authenticity yeah. 
and that's something that I've always tried to be myself. But this year, 2023 is my year of being intentional even more. I'm posting, I'm not, I'm refusing the post trending sounds for the most part. If if it's, if I like it, if I want to partake in it, yeah, sure. But I'm trying to be more creative versus just following along with everyone else is doing. Yeah. Whether that gets four likes or a hundred likes, you know, like it don't matter because that one comment is gold. Yep. That one person, exactly. that one person that you affected is gold. Yep. And ideally or realistically, as someone who's doing this now full time, I'm not going to have a million clients. I, no. I, and also let's stop right there. I, I will wholeheartedly applaud you because that's, absolutely fantastic that you've been able to do this now full time it's it's a dream of mine so you're a hero to me in that sense no and that's what i've realized man um that i have the power to lead by example so in high school i was a really outgoing person after high school college time i got really introverted wasn't talking to nobody i think part of it was 2020 and yeah. kind of just, I forgot like the power of connection. So starting this business, you have to be talking to people all the time. So being able to be with this full time has been a blessing in my life because now I'm connecting people a lot more. Because if you truly look at the businesses that are succeeding, they're connecting with their audience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. People want and to connect with real people. Yeah. It's, I, I think... You know, I think when you reach a certain point, it does get a little bit harder. Uh, you know, yes. I mean, I mean, nobody, I don't feel like anybody's reaching out to Peter McKinnon and saying, Hey, you know, right. uh, but, uh, I, I, you know, I just, I, I do, I thrive on that connection. Um, that is definitely one of the connections that, you know, keeps me kind of moving forward or kind of continuously wanting to share photos. Um, I, I don't, I'm not a really, I'm not a real fan of negative vibes, man. Like I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, it doesn't matter what kind of photos you like, whether it's moody photos or sunset photos or faded photos or, you know, uh, old school photos or you're taking Polaroids, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, for that matter, I'll branch off into any subject of, uh, creative, uh, idealism that people just love. They, I wouldn't, I would never squash somebody's dream just because it didn't align with like mine. So like, I'm very positive vibe oriented, like, Hey, you do you. And that's awesome because it's fantastic. Like, right. I believe, I, I believe everybody should be, I, I never saw when you climb the ladder. Okay. I, I never saw the ladder as something that you would look down and not pull people back up. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm always, I've always got to a point and I'm like, okay, now it's time for you to get to this point and kind of like yank people up to it. You know, like, Hey, this is what we need to do is keep pushing each other forward, you know, for success. Dude, I mean, I was taught that at a very young age to do that. So in high yep. school, I was more known at that time, but I made it a point to make sure I said hi to every single person whenever I saw them, no matter who they were, because my mom taught me that they're important too. And you need to make sure that you're friends with them. 
because they might not be having a good day and people have been putting them down all day, right? And yep. after that high school, I grew up a little bit. I lost that part of me because of the, the shutdown. So uh-huh. now I'm coming back to my roots and like being intentional again, creating videos, affecting people, getting yeah. them to all get excited and go outdoors. That's my thing, right? So getting them excited to go outdoors, follow their dreams. That's getting me stoked. So hearing you saying you've been able to branch out, talk to people about any type of art. I've talked to people about music. I love music. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't know it that I don't well. Know if you can see that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Like every guitar right there. I, I, I played music. Yeah. I played music all my life, actually. Yeah, so we're on the same boat here, man. Hundred percent agree with you. You got to bring everyone back up because they helped you get to a certain part too. If they were in your life, they helped you get there too. Yeah, and I think you know, and that's it. And I've said it. I've said it on uh, multiple platforms too. Like I'm, you never know what. It, it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't excuse a bad day. Like Nick, you've had a bad day. I know I've had a bad day. Uh, so those are one-offs, but like, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, where I take it out there is I just, I kind of just, you just never know who, who is going through water. What is, you know, going through someone's mind of, especially of a stranger, you know, and it's just, why be, why be a negative force in a stranger's life when you could just be a positive force, a random positive force. That's fantastic. Matt, let me read you this script I have. I'm okay. making a video. It's going to be a short from video. I'm going to post it soon. It's a part of my series. It says things I've learned about my life since chasing my dreams. So this is part three. And this goes along with people. Having empathy for others goes a long way. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Because we all face temptations in life and have bad days. Once you understand that people fight their own demons every single day, it becomes a lot easier to become more compassionate for them. Be nice to your neighbors. Yes, sir. All day, all day. I believe it, hundred percent, wholeheartedly. There's nothing to convince me otherwise. I and like I said, it doesn't even saying that. So like someone would hear it and think that's what I have to be a hundred percent. No, you don't. Everybody is excusable. Like people bad have bad days bad weeks bad months like it's it's bad it's years what it is exactly <laughs> exactly that's life you know we're ups and downs all day yeah. long uh but if like if you think about it like okay if you're walking past me and you're having a bad day and like that random midwestern charm comes in and it's just hey how you doing like just a soft smile doesn't have to be anything arrogant doesn't have to be anything like that and it it almost I, I feel like it might change somebody's mind for a second. It's like stop for a second. And uh wait, matter of fact, we when we got back from Scotland, we got off the plane onto the bus. We were the only two on the bus with the driver, uh, and headed back to a car park. And uh and I was just like I was I was gabbing. That's what I do. Like I'm a talker. So like I was just gabbing, 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 and uh, we got out of the van. Uh, I took our stuff and threw it in the back, and I tipped him, and and which you know you don't have to do, but I tipped him, and literally he said he was like, "You are the best part of my day," and it was just a stranger. Like it wasn't it wasn't for the tip. I mean, we talked we talked sports all the way out of the airport. 
and like i mean i'm obviously i'm a talker so i'm loud and i'm boisterous so he i mean it was it was just nice it was nice to be one home back in the states and then two immediately given the love by a stranger like that's that's something that changed my mind like you know what i'm saying because coming from a seven hour flight being a like not so small man <laughs> uh <laughs> let's just say that my my attitude wasn't the best so i was having a day and uh my wife knows especially like when we're in tra when we're in like transit uh it can be i want to say less than ideal for me sometimes so uh but that moment in that moment he he changed my mind because like we got in the car and then we drove off and my voice car had been sitting for a while so you know sometimes when you sit in michigan for a while and the cars don't drive you know you can get uh just you know sounds creaks blah 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 coming out of the car and you know she has a relatively new car a 16 so we pull out heard something stopped and i checked it out and i said don't worry i said you know we'll figure it out let's just get it home so he changed my mentality just in time for a situation to arise for me to take it smoothly and change my attempt at you know or my reaction to what that situation could have posed which is a bad reaction so like it's 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 funny how it works but that's i mean i wholeheartedly believe what you just said and i will preach it until the day i die you know matt that's fantastic but the way we can influence people in the sense we're both creators we do video we do photo i have yep. always said that photography is just an outlet for me to reach more people it's an yep. out, it's an outlet for me to connect to people through this medium and yep I always told my girlfriend photography was not the end all be all for me. It was all about what it could bring me. Yeah. And now I'm trying to teach life through photography and through videography. And that's one of my new goals to do. And like this whole thing, things about my life I've learned since chasing my dreams, making it a series. I'm using cinematics. I'm telling a story to connect with others. And yeah just you saying all this just the connection part is huge and i think like i keep saying I, I i lost that part and like i didn't realize like i lost it till i got it back and i was like whoa yeah adulthood uh tends to beat that out of you yeah. <laughs> for a minute it did and you gotta you gotta come back to it but i think i think coming back to your roots was probably the best thing for you it's been the best thing i used to yeah. not i wasn't excited for a while to go take photos and like, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I told a story I was saying the night before I went to the mountains, I'm excited now and I just want to go to bed so I can wake up in the morning to be there. That's how, yeah. that's how powerful this connection brought me. It's been able to bring back that inspiration. And yeah. so this podcast, talking with you, talking with a bunch of other creatives and just people who are just fans of the outdoors is going to be a good thing for me and a good thing for other people who I talk to, Definitely. who I talk to and who are listening because yeah, I, I agree. Want, I want them to people who are listening to understand other people's experiences and other people's perspectives because there's not just one way to do it. And if they're a professional in their field, 
that they can give their knowledge, whether it's photography, videography, life. Some people are just wise. Um, whether it's their mountaineering, whatever it is, I want people to take something from it. Life experiences, yep. knowledge from their field. So talking with you, I think a lot of people are going to take a lot from this. And closing out with these last two questions. Sure. What is some advice to someone who just picked up their first camera? Advice for somebody who just picked up their camera. Or thinking about it. Focus on the basics first. Don't worry about edits. Don't worry about edits at all. Um, I would focus on the basics. Uh, do not be swallowed whole uh, by, uh, you know, you got to buy this camera or this is the best camera or Canon is the best camera or Sony is the best camera. Nike is the best camera. Don't be swallowed by that. Um, I've taken plenty of photo and video with this, uh, that worked just fine. Uh, especially for social media content. Um, I, I would say the triangle is probably your best place the best place to start. Uh, so ISO, um, help me out, Nick. ISO, shutter, um, aperture, shutter, and uh, aperture, f stop. Yeah, yeah, f stop. Aperture. Uh, that's the best place to start. Um, and that will teach you the basics. Uh, and then from there, you will be able to expose your photo correctly. And then from that point, you can worry about edits. Don't buy presets. It's a waste of money. It is. I, it, it, it's a waste of money. You you don't you're not that person who is selling you presets, so you don't take photos like that. Yep. And that's okay that you don't take photos yeah. like that. And I know, like I is saying that kind of you know makes other photographers mad, especially the ones that are selling presets. But it's like you know, you're 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 selling somebody your style, and photography should be about you developing your an expression of you so so always focus on yourself the basics and don't let numbers basically get you down because it's not about that matt fantastic question where can the people find you on social media and what platforms are you on uh i am on tiktok I am on Instagram. I am on YouTube, and it's all the Michigan Vagabond. Why the Michigan Vagabond? Uh, because I'm not centralized to Michigan. Like, I I liked, like it, it was it was Young Matthew for a long time, and that's because a group of buddies that <laughs> were all younger than me, yeah, uh, <laughs> called me Young Matthew as more of like a a dig, like hey old man, um. <laughs> But then I changed it, so I changed it to uh, the Michigan Vagabond because I I really just float a lot, man. Yeah. Like, I float a lot. Like, I, I really feel, I, I don't get me wrong, like, I'm very much connected to Michigan. It's my heart. It's my love. It will always be my home. But, you know, I float a lot. We're, we're going, oh, man, this year... We are headed to Utah, back to Maine, 
I'm flying to South Cali to visit my brother uh, next year. Uh, might see you actually next year. Uh, if you would like, we will be uh, outside of Sequoia National Park. Yes. yes. So, um, um, and then the year after that, we're headed to Germany, uh, Austria, and Switzerland for three weeks. You know, we're, you know, and so that's where Vagabond came into my head because I'm more of a drifter than like being connected. Like, I guess my heart will always be here, but my soul will always belong to the world. Like those beautiful places that just kind of just make you take that deep breath. That's definitely, definitely what it is. And I think that's, I think that's why I stuck on that name. And I think that's why I will continue to use that name. For those of you listening, I think that was the best explanation of a username. Most people just pick one and they just run with it. Matt has a fantastic story behind his username. So if you're not following Matt Couch, the Michigan Vagabond on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, hit that follow button now. And if you're not already following this podcast, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, the Nick Ant Podcast, we're on YouTube. We're posting videos on there. If you want to follow my account, I'm the Nick Amp on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And on there, I post mountains, photos, videos. You want to see all that stuff? Follow me there. And thank you for listening. Matt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing your work in the future. So later, later, guys. Yes. <laughs>